0: how's it going today guys we're back here live in the studio for an episode of hot takes with cp3 once again i'm your host thomas penland joined by ben Gorwitz on thursday november 10th 2022 guys um it's nfl week 10 college football week 11 as always me and ben got the whole rundown for y'all this is our best bets episode ben you ready to pick some winners for the people
1: yeah, let's do it. I uh I, I said last week uh on our pick spot it needed to bounce back and boy did I bounce back two and zero in the NFL, two and zero in college football. Let's go. Uh we need to bounce back from you in college this week, one and three last week for you in college, but you I mean just some tough games. The the UNC one where UNC mm-hmm. ends up or ends the game on like the seven yard line. Um and then your you're, you're your uh, service academy won one for another year. Um, NFL though, I went two and zero. You went two and Um Great picks by you with the Patriots and Commanders. I got lucky with the Seahawks and Cardinals over, um, and the just so easy with the Colts and Pats under.
0: Didn't that Seahawks Cardinals hit over hit by like one and a half points?
1: <laughs> it hit and it hit the last second because the Cardinals are terrible at football. That's why.
0: <laughs> um, <Hey>. So. The, <laughs> Go ahead. Hey, Ben, good happen. Good things happen to the people who picked the right sides. You know, man, it was, it was the right side. You got it done.
1: Yeah. Uh, still profitable on the year overall. Uh, college football, you're 14, 19, and two. Um, to obviously the push. I'm 19 and 14. NFL, though, 14 and eight from you and 15 and nine from me. Um, so same records in the NFL for the. Two of us, and as a podcast, 62, 50 and two pushes. We are just above that profitable line of 50%. Hey,
0: that's pretty damn good, though. The fact we're 62, you said 62, 50 and two. Yeah. It's pretty damn good, honestly. Not bad for some free picks. Ben, as always, man, let's start stuff out here in CFB Week 11. I will say, guys, I think this is the first time ever I don't have a pick for the 3.30 games. I do have a pick for all the late games. I will have a pick on Twitter and Instagram at TP3Bets for the 12 o'clock games. But since I went 0-2 last week, Ben, you start us, or I mean 1-3 last week in college football. Ben, you got to start us out.
1: That's fine with me. Um, I'm going to go to the Big Ten, and I'm going to take an over. I'm going to go Purdue at Illinois okay, uh, over 44 and a half. Uh, the spread in this game is Illinois minus six and a half. Illinois, guys, if you haven't heard his name by now, you're just not listening to the right football content. They have, stats-wise, the best running back in the country, Chase Young. is currently leading the entire country in um, yards on the season. Um, this offense for Illinois, I mean, not like the stats won't impress you, but I feel like they play better. than I don't know how, but they play better than what their stats show. They're 32, uh, 32nd in the country in scoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're 39th in the country in rushing yards. They're 56th in the country in getting first downs. This team can move the ball. They just don't always put it through. Their defense is really good, which probably I shouldn't mention with the over. But the Illinois offense, 18th uh, points per games. They can really throw the football. They're 16th in passing. Eight 0 They're also very good in the red zone just outside the top 10 in the red zone, Aiden O'Connell. You and I talk about him quite a lot for Purdue quarterback, Mm -hmm. honestly. Main reason, though, why I like this, I think Illinois can run on Purdue with Chase Brown like they've done with most teams all year. And Illinois has not had back-to-back weeks where they have put up a dud on offense. Um, Actually, the only time they've had a dud on offense was last week against Iowa at home. They only scored three points. I think they – back it up, and get right back on track the way their offense has been all season long.
0: Yeah, I definitely like that pick, Ben. I don't think that's a bad look at all. Um, I'm going to go to the night games, guys, actually. First game for me on these night games that I'm going to have to go with. Um, I'm going to go out to actually Washington, or I guess to Oregon in this game is Washington's going to be on the road at number six, Oregon, Washington's ranked 25th right now. This game's on at 7 PM. Currently the spread on this game is the Huskies catching 13 and a half on the road. And I'm going to take the Huskies with all the points here in this game. Washington's first in college football and pass yards. Oregon is giving up the 14th most pass yards per game in all of college football. On top of that, Washington's second in all of college football and third down conversions. I think Michael Penix and company is going to be able to air the ball out here and get some first downs in Oregon. Oregon does have a good home field advantage, but I think this game is going to be a high scoring affair. And I just think 13 and a half is too many points. I think Oregon wins this game by seven to ten points. Give me Washington and all the points.
1: I'm pulling a team out of the graveyard uh, a couple weeks ago. I told you, don't let me bet this team, but I'm overruling you. Um, I'm going Baylor on the money line. Now, this is a very public pick. This is a popular mm-hmm. pick. Um, I just, there's something about Dave Aranda. I really like um, their Same. offense. I mean, their offense is good. I mean, they mm-hmm. move the ball in offense. Um, and then, you know, Kansas State's defense isn't great. They're 101st in the country in giving up points per game. Um, I, I it, it's, it's kind of an over game as well, but I'm just going to take Baylor on the money line. It's a little juice, minus 140. Um, their spread is two and a half. I just decided just give me the money line, just root for the team to win. They're at home. Kansas State's season is is uh, going to be falling apart here, I do believe. So I think they lose to Baylor. I think they could lose in Morgantown, I believe, next week. Um, I think it's a still a pretty good season up to this point for Kansas state to rank 19, but I'm going to take the home favorite here and Baylor on the money line.
0: Yeah. Also too, it's not something that needs to be mentioned here is that Baylor is pretty good against the run and Kansas state really just likes to run the ball. So I think that's another reason here to run, roll with Ben on this one, but Look, I think college football did a terrible job this week of scheduling the games and I'm going to have to just keep all my bets on this one in that later window. Therefore, I'm going to the seven 30 window. Again, I'm going over to ESPN too, man. I might have to go to a bar to watch all these games. I got so many bets out and my knowles are kicking off at eight on uh eight on uh ACC network, but I'm going with the ACC game of the week, man. Give me Wake Forest hosting North Carolina. Look, Wake Forest minus the four might not be a bad look guys, but, I'm not going to take my chances here with the points. Instead, guys, I'm going to go ahead here. I'm going to take the over 77 in this game. Y'all might say that's a lot of points. Oof. North Carolina's ninth in the nation in scoring points. Wake Forest is 18th in the nation in scoring points, guys. Both these offenses can put up numbers. Sam Hartman, Drake May, we know all about these guys. Me and Ben have touched on these offenses a lot. I think this is going to be a high-scoring shootout. On top of all of that, Ben, Right now, this North Carolina defense is actually pretty atrocious. This defense is giving up a lot of points. I'm trying to pull up the exact number and the amount of points per game that they're giving up right now. I don't know why it's not. Uh, this thing's being weird and not giving me the exact amount of points they're pulling up. But North Carolina's defense is abysmal, guys. So is Wake Forest. Wake Force is giving up 19 touchdowns this season. Um, that's pretty bad. On top of that, North Carolina has given up the exact same amount as are They've given up 18 touchdowns. So both these defenses are giving up a lot of points, surrendering a lot of touchdowns. I mean, I think this game's going to be played in the 80s to 90s. I could even see this being a 100-point game. I would say it'd be the highest-scoring game of the season, but I think it'd be pretty top to, or hard to top what Houston and SMU did last week. So give me the over.
1: You just need a lot to go your way when you have a number that high. Um, I'm going to go – it's a loyalty pick. Okay. It's my loyalty pick of the year. Um, Auburn. Minus one. You can take them on the money line if you prefer the money line. I'm just going to take them at minus one. Um, this game, Cadillac like Williams, their uh, new interim head coach, is calling out the fans, uh, asking to please support them, make the student section rowdy. They sold out. Now, I don't know if they've been selling out games. I, I would imagine Auburn students show up for every game. Um, mm-hmm. But they sold out. It seems like the team is ready to go for this game. a is just so bad. Um, two week, uh, I'm sorry, last week when AM was at home against Florida, they had uh, like six players out because of the flu. Uh, supposedly, some of those players just lost a bunch of weight, which typically happens when you uh, have the flu. And uh, they're either going to be on a, uh, a snap count or just not playing this game, depending on how much they can get their weight up Friday or Saturday, I honestly just think Auburn's the better team, which is crazy to think that Auburn's better than most teams, but A&M is just so bad. Auburn, I feel like, is playing for something. They're, they're playing to try to build a, a new culture and build a future and build momentum into next season, even though they're going to have a new coach, then who's leading them out of the tunnel next week? A&M can't make a bowl game. They have three wins, right? They have three wins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have three wins. I don't know. I don't know how or what Jimbo Fisher's message can even be at this point. Um, I think A&M could lose guys out of the transfer portal. I think some guys are going to flip commitments that we just saw the number two linebacker in the country um, decommit from A&M just a couple of days ago. Uh, I, I think that's a mess in college station. I think Jimbo Fisher is trying to get from week to week ready for the season to be over so he can just start with a fresh new page next year. And they're just playing for nothing. They seem like a dead team to me. Um, I haven't looked to see who is the projected quarterback for a and I think if it's Haynes King, then good good God almighty, I really like this Auburn pick a lot. I think
0: it'll be the freshman, though, because he had Is uh, he going to be back? Yeah, he was out for with an illness,
1: so I think he should be back this week. Okay. Um, I guess it makes me a little more nervous, but Auburn's defense is pretty good. And it's uh, when you get a team that goes into Auburn that you really don't like that Auburn magic is I needed to be on my side, but this is a loyalty pick of the year. Um, shout out yard yardage.
0: I definitely don't hate that. You can never hate betting on Auburn in a night game at
1: Jordan. You know what? Shout out yardage. Shout out Prescott. Shout out Blair. Shout out Will Roper. Shout out all my Auburn friends. Let's ride.
0: Auburn, Auburn nation. Let's ride. Just like Russell Wilson, baby. Um, Last game for me on the college football slate. I'm going to go the ranked on ranked matchup of the week. Number four TCU on the road at number 18, Texas. You're insane. I'm taking the seven here with TCU. Look. I just think this is a disrespectful line, guys. I think TCU shouldn't be an underdog of a touchdown. I think it should be more like four points here. I get giving Texas the home field and whatnot, but – I just think Max Duggan and co. has been so resilient all season long. Quentin Johnson should play in this game. I know TCU's flown close to the sun. I do think they end up losing this game. I think it's just going to be a field goal game. I feel like both teams have explosive offenses. TCU's never going to be out of it. They're going to keep playing the whole game. Sonny Dykes doesn't know any better, guys. TCU, I mean, this team's playing for their college football playoff berth. Texas is still trying to go to that Big 12 championship game. A whole lot on the line here in this game. I think a lot of points get put up. I just think TCU keeps it inside a touchdown.
1: A lot of people on Texas that I've seen, um, just kind of believe is this game is just whatever you believe in in terms of betting strategy. If you believe that you should take the side the line doesn't make sense, meaning Texas, then take Texas because there's a lot of people taking Texas. If you if you're one of the people that thinks you take the side where it's disrespectful, follow Thomas and take TCU. Um, I, I think it should be a really good game. I uh, can't wait to watch it let's is that it for your college picks
0: yeah that's all I got for college I will have one more on Instagram and Twitter though so follow me at tp3 bets Ben what about you anything let's, else uh, for college
1: nope uh no I gave that three you gave that three let me just recap it real quick I am on Auburn minus one take the money line if you want uh Purdue at Illinois over 44 and a half and Baylor money line Thomas is on Washington plus 13 and a half UNC at Wake Forest over 77 and TCU plus seven.
0: Let's go guys. Let's cash these in. Let's go to the NFL side of things. Been I just realized
1: we're, we're both on one over each. I'm on two home favorites and you're on two spread dogs.
0: Interesting. So y'all can see how he picked him. I will say my other pick is a road under or is a road favorite. So that's something interesting too. Let's flip over here, guys, the NFL side of things. I got the earliest game on the NFL slate. Therefore, I'll start out things. I'm going over to Munich, Germany, as we will have the Seattle Seahawks take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Seahawks are three-point dogs in this game, which doesn't make any sense to me. Therefore, I'm taking the three points here. Look, guys, both these teams have equally as bad travel factors here. The Seahawks, in my opinion, are just better at everything. I mean, when I have a team that's better at running, better at passing, better quarterback play, better offensive line, better defense. I'm better flat out taking them. Yeah, better coach. In fact, I'm getting the three points. Also, to Pete Carroll, when he's playing in a different time zone that is not the West Coast time zone, he's 25, 15, and 3 ATS. He did win Seattle's and covered Seattle's only trip over overseas to London. Therefore, give me the Seahawks, guys. I just think it's a better team. They even had a quote, Ben told it to me the other day, saying they were yet to even unleash Kenneth Walker on defenses. If they unleash him this week, it's going to be a scary sight for the Bucs. I just think the Bucks. literally the Rams played their worst game of the season, and it took all that for the Bucs to barely even win in cover. I mean, I, th- I think they pushed, actually, but
1: still, Seahawks plus three, give it to me. Did this line move from two and a half to three? It did. Okay. Um... I I mean, I would endorse that side if I was picking this game as well. Uh, I I might play the Seahawks. Um, I like this bet a lot coming up. I really do. Last week, I really liked the over in the Bears and Dolphins game. It was one of the easiest picks of my life. I like this one just as much. The Lions are five and three in over games this year. Okay. Um, Out of their eight games, five have gone over. The Bears in their nine games, they're five and four in their overs games. I know that there's not like crazy stats, but they're both leaning towards the over. I'm taking an over. Lions, Bears give me over 48 and a half. Justin Fields is playing out of his mind right now. He, if the season started in week seven, he'd be the best quarterback in, in the NFL right now. Like, no one is stopping mm-hmm. this man from running all over teams. The Lions, outside of Somehow stopping the pack. Well, I know how they stop the Packers. Everyone stops the Packers outside of last week. The Lions defense doesn't stop anybody. Um, but the Lions offense, Swift is supposed to come back. I, I always, every time he comes back, I always just say it adds a different element that the defense has to cover for this game. The Lions offense, fourth in red zone efficiency, seventh in points, fifth in yards per play. Uh, the Bears defense, 22nd in points, 27th in yards per play. They're horrible. In the red zone, they're 31st in third down conversion as a defense, which means teams just get third down conversions all day long on them. The Lions are even worse. I just told you the Bears are 31st in third Mm -hmm. down conversions. The Lions are 32nd. They're the worst team in football at it. Um, The Bears offense, yeah. I mean, the Bears offense, first in rushing yards. Lions are 31st in rushing yards. Lions are 32nd defensively in yards per play. I mean, it seems like high school teams could move the ball on these teams. They both don't really get sacks. Um, the Bears can give up sacks, but the Lions don't get any. I, I really think we, I mean, if this doesn't hit, I am going to be so shocked. I, I might just have to miss next week. I might, yeah, give me, give me the over 48 and a half Lions Bears.
0: Ben, you made a very compelling, um, you made a very compelling argument there. I don't know how anybody else could go against you on that one and take the under. If you take the under in that one, you're just an idiot. I I like that pick a lot by Ben. Um, for me, I'm staying in the one o'clock hour. I got the Pittsburgh Steelers catching one and a half points at the house versus the New Orleans Saints, and I'm gobbling up these points back. here. Yep, TJ Watt is back. Give me max play. Steelers plus one and a half. Mike Tomlin is 14 and 6 straight up off a of bye. Mike Tomlin is 16-3 three and 3 against the spread as a home dog. Mike Tomlin after week this is after week 5 is 39-16 and 1 against the spread when he's a dog and then when he's at home in this exact same spot after week 5, he's 14-2 and 1 against the spread with 9 straight covers on top of that guys T.J. Watt is back. The Steelers defense had seven sacks, game one against Joe Burrow and company. They've had eight sacks since that game. The Saints had Fred Warner. They had Marcus Davenport, Marshawn Lattimore, and more defensive players all go out last week. They don't have Michael Thomas anymore. Jarvis Landry's down. All they have is a labe. Give me the Steelers, man. This feels like a good spot. Circle the wagons. Steelers are off a bye. The Saints are off a short week. Feels like the perfect spot to ride the home dog in their best spot possible. Mike Tomlin and company get it done at home.
1: What's the total in this game? Dude, probably like 39. Let me look it up while you talk. I'm going to go another over. Uh, I know unders have been good, but these are not primetime games. Give me the Browns and Dolphins over 49. Um, The Browns, I mean, when you think of the Browns, the first thing you should think of is Nick Chubb because he's that good. Um, The Browns are third- in rushing yards as an offense, mm-hmm. They're 10th yards per play, ninth in points. Jacoby Brissett just doesn't really make a ton of mistakes. Um, I don't think they really allow him to, to be honest with you. They just run the football short yardage, let Nick Chubb win you football games. Um, the Dolphins defense, I mean, if you haven't been paying attention to their games, they they pretty much just give up a ton of points or a ton of yards until it really matters then they kind of just get one or two stops in the game. And then it's just over from there. The Dolphins, the offense is just, I mean, it's just like you're playing on NCA 14. It, <laughs> they're second in passing guards. They don't run the football very well, but I do think Jeff Wilson will help them moving forward. They've only had one week under his belt. Um, and he had a pretty good week for them. They're second in yards per play. Um, th- they score a ton of points. Waddle, Hill, Tua are just, ab- you could give all three of them the offensive player of the year. I mean, they're just incredible. Uh, the creativity that Mike McDaniel allows Tua to play with is insane. Uh, and the Browns defense, they're just they're just okay. They're not as good as I thought they were once gonna be. Um, I guess the one thing I am a little worried about in this game, but I don't think it's like a full game worry, is if the Browns are really pressuring Tua, um, he won't be able to throw those deep balls as much. Mm-hmm. Um but I, I think Mike McDaniel will figure it out. I trust McDaniel and Tua to keep putting up points against every any and all defense. Um, so give me the over in this game. I think it was 49. What did I say? Yeah, 49. I think you said
0: 49. Yeah, I like, I like that pick a lot. I actually didn't bet this game. I could very strongly, though, consider taking the Browns in the game. I, I do Lee. lean the
1: Browns if I was going to play a side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, ultimately decided to stay off that one. By the way, the total in the Steelers and Saints was at 40 and a half. So I will not be touching that one, guys. Um, Let's go, though, to my last game here on the card for me. We have the Buffalo Bills hosting the Minnesota Vikings. Right now the Bills are three-and-a-half point home favorites. We do have Josh Allen, though, listed as I would say he's on the doubtful side of questionable. Don't bet this game yet. Wait for Josh Allen's specific status, guys. I would bet the Bills. I will take the Bills for a max play all the way up to seven-and-a-half. I will also take them at any number less than that. And I hope Case Keenum plays and not Josh Allen. So, therefore, because I'm waiting on that, guys, it does not Probably matter. be one and a
1: half if Josh Allen doesn't play, if I had to guess.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd say a seven-point move or seven-and-a-half-point move is warranted. Um, look, the Vikings, guys, I said it last week. They keep winning one-score games versus teams with losing records out gaining them. And what happened last week? They won a one-score game versus a team with a losing record that outgained them once again. Kirk Cousins now has the Manning cast cursed on his side. Teams that were cursed by the Manning cast were 0-7 last year. They're 4-0 this year, though. Straight. This is all straight up. None of those teams last year covered. So they're 0-7 straight up in ATS. This year they are 4-0 straight up, though, but they're 1-3 ATS. So now that makes them makes these teams... Ten and one is in their net. They haven't covered ten times. They've only covered one time. The only team that covers the Giants. That's against Kirk Cousins. He's the least profitable quarterback in the NFL off a win. He's on his longest win streak. He was dancing with a bunch of chains on. On top of that, the Vikings have a terrible offensive line in versus top five teams in pressure rate. Kirk Cousins is passer rating drops forty points. So he goes from a one hundred three to a sixty. And his passer rating and the Bills since 2019 are 11-3-1 and one ATS against the NFC. No matter who plays quarterback here, guys, this is, it would be a Case Keenum revenge game because the Vikings dumped him after losing in the NFC championship game, which makes me like it even more, guys. Stephon, Diggs, and company are plenty good enough weapons to get it done no matter what. Bills win this game by 10 points no matter who plays quarterback. Just text me whatever
1: it finishes at, and I'll write it down. Sounds good. To recap the NFL, I have Bears-Lions over 48 and a half, Browns-Dolphins over 49, Thomas has Seahawks plus three, Steelers plus one and a half, and he's going to be taking the Bills, but he's waiting for the Josh Allen status. Uh, But he's – sounds like he's taking it at whatever number it finishes at.
0: Ben, before we get out of here, number nine Alabama at number 11 Ole Miss. What happens, man?
1: Don't even think about taking Alabama as a road favorite. Um I don't know. They could lose. They, I mean, be honestly, they could lose this game. Ole Miss's offense is like top 20 in the country. I think in efficiency, I think they're 17th in the country in in passing efficiency. We know they run the football very well. Um, I don't think it's anything related to being, and you're not going to see an unmotivated Alabama team that does not exist. I can promise you that. Um, they got, they, they got a lot of pride on this team. They had a lot of people come back their senior years, mm-hmm. and it didn't work out. I, I don't think they want to go out, um, you know, with three losses. So, um, I wouldn't bet Alabama, if you're asking me from a gambling sense. That's, I wouldn't do that. I'd pr- I don't know. I'd pr- the over is pretty high, but I don't think I'd feel comfortable with the under either. I, I mean, Bama's problem, we, we've talked about it, that their receivers are their issue. They can't create separation. They if they do, a third of the time they don't catch the football. The offensive line is is good, but not great. Um, which those two factors force Bryce Young to try to play the Superman role. And you can't mm-hmm. do it for, for 12, 13 games out of the year. He can do it, probably do it more than the average quarterback, but he can't do it that often. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see Jameer Gibbs get the ball more, just get the ball in his hands, run the football, throw him screen passes. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's their leading receiver, and I think our backup running back Jason McClellan's our third leading receiver. So there's just there's nothing to be excited about um, in terms of the receivers at Alabama. It's frustrating to watch, but I know what I'm getting into. Hopefully they win. I I I, can't tell. I'm not that confident. I don't know how they're favored by 11 points or 11 and a half or whatever it is now.
0: I would take Alabama personally. I don't think Ole Miss is that good. I think they've got a way crazy schedule. Um, I was actually pretty close on taking y'all to be honest with you. I'm not going to touch this game though, but I would definitely take Alabama. I like the under two in this game. Last time, last year when Alabama played Ole Miss, they ran the ball all over and They actually ran the ball the most of any game all season long. Could see the same thing happening. Um, ben, one last ranked on ranked matchup here: number 22 UCF at number 17 Tulane. Tulane is a two and a half point implications. home favorite. What do you think about this one, at? Because this game actually is going to be basically playing for the group of five trip to a BCS bowl.
1: Yeah. So the the new rule is the the best group of five team gets into a New Year Six bowl. It's a huge matchup. Is it a pick 'em or is it?
0: Um, Tulane is still barely favored.
1: I think it. I think we're waiting on the status of John Reese Plumley from UCF. Yep. Um, So if he's ruled in, which I believe he's expected to play, I think it might drop down to a pick 'em. Um, I mean, I'm sure the, what's the over? Let's we looked that up. It's gotta be so high. I'm pretty sure TC, by the way, two lanes, like one of the best teams in the country at covering. They're like seven and one or yep seven and two this year. Um, I would, I think I'd still lean UCF. I think they have the, the good experience on their team. Gus Malzahn's a really good coach. Um, or he, he's a good coach for the spot that he's in at a smaller school, 54 and um, a half. Oh, I'd probably take the over. I feel like that's not that's not that that's not as high as I thought. I thought you were going to say low, like mid sixties. So, um, I'd probably take UCF um, plus the points right now, and I'd probably take the over in the game. But, I mean, this is a game I'm excited to watch, no doubt.
0: Yeah. So actually, I saw a I saw a stat earlier on the TV. So, Tulane, I don't think, has ever beaten a ranked team. I'm pretty sure. Sh- no, um, this is
1: the first time TCU's ranked in, like, 25 years. Yeah, so for the – for the, so I usually fade teams that are new to this
0: spotlight. So, since for the first time since 1949, Tulane will host a ranked-on-ranked ranked matchup in New Orleans. Um, I can't find the exact stat, guys, but Tulane either has one all-time win or zero all-time wins against ranked teams. Therefore, you know what that tells me, guys, is to go the other way and take UCF in this game. I got to find the exact stat before I lock anything in. This is a possibility for me. I don't have a bet at 330. I got to have some skin in the fight, though, guys. Um, my Noles play a late game, so I want something on these games. But, yeah, I like uh, UCF here in the spot, Ben. Um, anything else before you from you before we get up out of here?
1: If you like the 330 game, um, I haven't locked it in, but I believe – a lot of people like Louisville plus seven this week.
0: Yeah, that one's – I don't know, man. I don't know if I want to get on the You other can take side Tech.
1: Just Tech line. Just keep fading <laughs> Miami. Just remember, Miami is not covered against an FBS opponent all season.
0: Yeah, I might not force my hand at 3.30. I might, you know, go do something productive on a Saturday, you know, rather than sit there and scream at the TV all day and watch college football, but – at the same time, that's not really in my DNA, guys. So I'll probably try to figure out one way or another that I can get at one of these games. But Arkansas. Um, <sighs> yeah i got arkansas oh perfect guys at 4 p.m the uh brooklyn nets play the clippers so odds <laughs> are i'll probably end up just betting on the nba game instead. i got a league pass so i mean might as well just get in the fight there with the, some nba action but anyway and goes, guys and there goes Thomas
1: <laughs> <it's productive Saturday. laughs>
0: yeah my saturday it's all right guys I got a nice little 30 minute window you know maybe i can do some push-ups or something take out the trash something like that inside that 30 minute window anyway though guys uh-huh. As always, me and Ben, appreciate everyone who tuned into the podcast. Ben, what do you want to tell the people going into the weekend, man? Anything?
1: Um, positive vibes only.
0: Positive vibes <laughs> only, guys. Winners only. Let's have a great weekend, guys. Bet we responsibly. Be- yeah, please bet responsibly. Have a great weekend. Don't drink too much. Remember, actually, they're not even sponsoring the show, so I'm not even giving them a plug if you're hungover, but – Anyway, we'll see everyone and we'll talk to everyone again soon.